over the wand, a puff of smoke, and the magic man pulls one out of the hat. I still, still can't believe it happened. Welcome to the Mirror's Magic Podcast, where the magic happens. I'm Selby, your host with us, our good mate, Xavier Ellis, in person. G'day, mate. How are you? Good, good. Mate. It's good to be. It's good to be back in the um, Ruiz Magic boardroom. Uh, someone's been in today. I'm shocked. Yeah, I can't believe it. There's cups and glasses and jugs. I thought we were the only ones who use it. No, I think we are. I, I don't know what's happened. I think someone else is doing a podcast up here because it's certainly not work that goes on up here. But uh, so I've got a little issue to start. Shoot, mate. I've got a bottle of Grange on head-to-head fantasy with my little brother. Mm. My actual team would beat his team by 15 goals. On a dry day. Under the lid at Telstra Dome, where he had, whatever it's called. As long as it's not in Cairns, but yeah. Not in Cairns. Real, I'm life, getting real ap- life football. I'm getting smacked. <laughs> and it's pissing me right off, Selbs. Well, that's been your issue from day dot, that you like mm. picking players you like and are good footballers. It's all about the numbers in, oh. when it comes to fantasy land. And the minute you start realising this price stat figure and what you think they're going to average... Oh, mate. ...is when uh, you do the turnaround. But do you know what I love, too, is that the, bits, the tweets and the uh, DMs on Instagram and stuff that say to me on a Friday night or a Thursday night, depending on the game, is... Hey, X, 15 minutes for bounce down. Just wondering who your late change is going to be. <laughs> I just got to stop doing that. Did it's you, not good for anyone. Did you make one last week? No, I didn't because Richmond are pretty irrelevant and so are West Coast. Yeah, yeah, and you were working at the games. You probably had other... I didn't do anything, actually, at the game. It was that boring. But, uh, yeah, no, mate, I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. So, uh, and how's your week been? Week's good, mate. Good to be back on deck. Just on that, if your team is having a... a we haven't got Grangers up for grabs for the winner, but... The- he doesn't even drink wine. <laughs> He hates it. <laughs> Just out of He's principle. a smart ass and nothing more. How much is a bottle of Grange? 900, 800. All right, we're not doing that. But we've got a prize for the highest scoring team, Mirror's Magic member, from post buys to the end of the year. So yeah. all's not lost if you're having a, a poor year. You can keep kicking and trying to go for that one. And we've also got the one which we had last year, which was the highest uh, scoring round for the year for that one week. So that mm-hmm. could come up in round 23 and... Just with these ranks, like I always talk about, it, it's not just to keep everyone on, but you can. These are the rounds where you can make up heaps of ground. No, I still haven't given up. To be honest with you, I still reckon I'm, I'm, I can You'll nail get the it. We'll get yeah, him. I still reckon I can nail this it. This is Luther, hey? Yeah. yeah, we'll take him down. We'll take him. He's, down. A, he's, a, he's a subscriber too, so we're sitting there listening <laughs> to this. So today we're actually going to go because it is that time of year where buyers are approaching, people are settled, rookies are starting to fatten up in cash. We're going to actually go through probably game by game and look at players of note, whether they're good or bad, and our, our views on those because there's a few new names popping their head up and a few names who have been in our team and been good servants, but this is around the time of year where they go. Before we do that, just got to go back to last round because we had the podcast, all oh, was looking great on the Monday, I think, once we recorded the podcast, oh, the Grundy news. Before we the, even got home. Then the Cherry news the day after that. Then the Hewitt news on the Friday to Goey with the gastro. So just a few learnings and looking at it. And, and it was hard. And I, I know, obviously, in, it was in the insights. It wasn't just the insights. Everyone who, all coaches, knew that Greg Clark, Greg the leg, was going to be the gun rookie. But Everyone not, had him in, but they had to take him out to fix other areas of the ground. Not just fix, but even if you had, say, a Grundy who you went yeah. down to Bruce, which I did... Supercoach-wise, you then had this heap of cash. I was like, well, I'm not going to get Greg the leg because I've got this cash. I could go up to whether it's a Rosie or go up yeah. elsewhere and you're behind. So in terms of learnings, and one, this is a learning for the fancy platform. I mentioned this on the Q&A podcast. This boost they get in Supercoach where you can pick five rounds to get that third trade was perfect for 
rounds like that where you could do your Gorn to Bruce. Oh, and, and get out of jail Get on your it, yeah. rookie and then do an upgrade elsewhere. So that's I'm going to push hard to try to get fancy to have that this year if Warnie's listening. And, and how, how is, uh, just out of interest, how is Supercoach going? But I've stuck up to 83rd. 83rd. What is it? 173,000, Zane? 83rd. I'll tell you what, there will be a nice little... Um, the Grand Slam. There'll be, yeah, the Grand Slam. Now, there'll be a nice little gathering of um, Mirror's Magic um, group like a nice little clan that will support uh, the finish to this. Well, again, I don't. We can't call it the Grange, but if I were to, which again, I know it's like how much time. If I do it to win, we'll, there'll be a reward for our members. If so we win Supercoach, jump on back of us and hope we go. What about me best. saying if we win Supercoach? Yeah, so I'm, of I'm off my team. <laughs> you're part of it too. So, um, but with that, that's a Clark. Was obviously a miss, but we can talk about him in a minute. We'll talk about him, but the way rookies are priced, they start off their break even was twenty three. The first game obviously went up sixty k cash, but his break evens now nigga they make more cash second, third, fourth week. So if you did miss him in round one or his first game last week, it's not the end of the world because he's going to keep making more cash. And there were excuses why you were to miss him, but yeah, hindsight looking back at it, would it probably do target the best rookie and keep that additional cash for the next week rather than just feeling the need to spend and and ending up with someone who you don't really want. Uh, a few other issues there. Those who didn't go up to Gorn, like I know yourself, you didn't go up to a Gorn. Do you write that wrong this week? And it's hard. He's at this big price now where... It's huge. I always talk about price stat and what you think they're going to yeah. do and I don't like paying top price. The rucks where it's always a bit different because with the midfield, those top eight, the, the blanket over even the 10 to 14 mids... You're going to start to get like Ollie Wines is coming in cheap, Gaffy might come in. All these, you muck around with the midfield and do okay. The rucks, there's no question that Gorn's going to be that number one. Oh, like, for example, how did Wits, who was rucking against Darcy, Darcy Cameron, Cameron. It, like that should have been 120. You, you're just bigger, you should get every hit out, and you yeah. should, you're a ruckman. You're not rucking against a ruckman. And he still couldn't take advantage of it. Well, like, then it's, it's just daylight between Gorn. Well, he had 29 touches and two goals. It's daylight. He could have got more. So you're going to need him one point this year. So the more you've got him, the better. The more you've got that bigger score on its head, unlike the other positions. So if you didn't get him this week, the only thing you could say is do you now just bite your time, try to get the points elsewhere, and then get him after his buy. But... I think it's right and the wrong. It sounds like you were just going through your. Well, the only reason why I'm, right I, I'm, I've gone to Gorn is Greg the Leg. So I've just put it in there. Say Greg the Leg drops a ninety this week, he goes up eighty two thousand again. So like I've put Greg the Leg in at two fifty, so that gave me cash. Yeah. So I either spend it or I don't spend it. So I could get to Gorn with two thousand spare. So it's a no brainer. Yeah, I'm now thinking that to go if like especially Darcy coming back off because he's the one I'd be tempted by. Laddams. Has got uh, who obviously scored well, and he was another option. But old Hickey's mm. coming back. I think it's even this week, and they needed him yeah. on the weekend. Just gone. Yeah. And then there's Darcy, who it's hard to pick someone fresh off a concussion. But he's the one I'd be leaning towards. So whether you're Sean Darcy's super coach, incredible, yeah, incredible numbers last year. Like watching a few of the games, uh, I don't know. Uh, do you see Sean Darcy enough if Lloyd plays? Well, well Lloyd looking, will yeah. play. Lloyd will definitely play I because he's no tablet. Yeah, and especially the. Um, what do you call him, Tablich? Yeah, <laughs> I Tablich. So that's basically finish off last week. The, those op- options are still around this week and, and we can make the most of it because we're now at that point. We always talk about getting your real discounted premiums and what can we do? Do we get rid of these mid-prices who are struggling to get up this premium? We're now at the point where your rookies have made enough cash to be able to do one down, one up and get yourself with a gun premium. So looking back at trades in the past... 
2017, it was a Nick Newman rookie, Matt Kennedy rookie, and I walked away with a premium Elliot Yo in the back line. He was a, a number one defender. 2018, it was a Tim English rookie, Barty Banfield rookie, walked away with a Jack Redden, who was a, a bit of a value premium, but he's yeah. a premium, averaged 100-odd and, and made a bit of cash for us. And then last year, Ashley's Bombers winner, James Rowe rookie, Errol Gordon rookie, to a Riley Collier-Dawkins rookie and an Aaron Hall gun. Uh, so the... Blueprints there, round eight trade should be your rookies are maxed out in cash. It should be one of them down to another rookie, one up to a gun premium, and that's how we should be playing it. So we'll talk in the last few weeks about do we get rid of these mid-prices? Is it now to get rid of Rao or Matt Crouch or Lipinski and even a Whitfield who was struggling or Butters or whoever it was? And there was merit to that because we mentioned at the start, there's such a risk, these mid-prices, because... Mm. If they don't score like score well, you're better off doing a premium who's going to score well. Or if they do, they're not going to make the cash of a rookie. So if they just sort of stagnate, they're not making any cash yeah. and they're not making any scores. By this point in the year when the rookies are maxed out in cash, you're not getting that opportunity cost of owning a rookie and making cash. So you're better off trading the rookies before the mid-prices. So if you've got struggling mid-prices this time of year, whether it is a row or crouch, Whoever it is, I'd rather keep them move the rookies because, yeah, looking at those three winning sides, they've all been trading out genuine rookies and bringing in a gun premium. So on that, we're going to go through each game. Obviously, you know, I've saw it in my own eyes. I can't mm. believe it. I came in after watching the first half of the the Essendon and uh, Doggies oh, game yeah, at your yeah, house yeah, to yeah. watch the game with around the um, Swans and or what was meant to be the game around. And you're like, no, no, don't tell me the score. I've got it to record. I'm going to watch the, yeah. obviously watch every game of the week. So it'll be good. we got to give some good insight for each game and what we saw on each player. So, side note, I've got a stat for you for Darcy Parrish. He's been having like averaging like 36 touches or 37 touches. Each disposal's metre gained is 8.9 metres. Not even, not even a kick length. 8.9. So obviously a lot backwards. Sideways, backwards, small handballs going nowhere. I'd love to know what um, Paddy Cripps is this year because I reckon the five years ago forward. he was similar. Yeah, no, no. So that was the second half yesterday. I was sitting there going, I can't believe they go nowhere. So then I started doing some research over the last month. Yeah, not a bad stat. A little side but note. But on fantasy, as I mentioned, it doesn't matter what Do, they do. But nobody handballs a lot, though. So yeah. he's, he's killing himself there anyway. So Richmond, West Coast, can't. But so we talk about how I'm the worst tipper in Australia. Yeah. I tip West Coast. So I missed I. it by 110 points. Yeah, no, I missed it by 110 too. partly because I thought, all right, they've got Suat Shui. Got Tim Kelly, McGovern, Barras was there down back, Hearn, with it and where it is. Forward line, Kennedy, Darling. Willie and uh, Liam. And then they're going to, th- Willie and Liam, and they're going to throw in this gun, Sandover medalist, big bodied. Oh, inside you're, you're not counting on him, though. I thought he'd be inside mid to start. Yeah, but he's 24. I look up. I mean, he's not a number one draft pick who they're unleashing. He's 24 and been on the circuit. But they've stuck him on a wing. He does. Oh, he, I know. He's Greg, not a wing. Mate, Greg, no, Greg the legs back in the midfield now. And I'm, and I'm not saying, it sounds like I'm taking the piss a bit. He'll start midfield now, absolutely. But, what were they but I'm, not tipping, I'm not West, tipping West Coast because I'm, I'm, Greg the leg's in. But I just couldn't believe it. He's obviously got an average kick, and that's what held him getting drafted mm. for the first eight years or whatever. But he's a tackler inside. And he second the last quarter, he moved inside, had 10 of his 24 touches yeah. there, one 10 on tape, still laid his tackles. He's going to... He's a reliable yeah. M8 until after the buyers. So the, um, what about I compared him to Mick Barlow? Yeah, Mick, when Mick Barlow came in mature age... Mick rang up and said, um, just not sure whether Greg Legg will have 32 and kick three on debut, but yeah, anyway. Not bad by Mickey. We love Mickey at the uh, DT land. So final thing, it's obviously Greg Legg's. You need to get him in this week. Yeah. If you didn't get him in last week. 
And again, that's why you've mentioned, you've heard me say all the time, I don't love a double downgrade because say if you did do a double ground grade two weeks ago and got in a Hobbs and a McComb for mm. doggies, then last week we had all those issues with Grundy, you had to sort out, and then someone else, you've still got this cash in your head. And then you come this week, and say, oh, why don't you get Greg? They're like, you're still carrying this you cash. You still have cash in the bank. And I always talk about this price at figure, and that's because price at is whatever the price they cost divided by the magic number, which obviously ebbs and flows. But say it's 8000 If you're carrying $200,000 each week, their points, the price at points, which you'll have off the ground, and you're giving yeah. up to the competition. So the more you're holding this off, you're going to go backwards and backwards. And that's why I don't like that double downgrade because rookies will pop their head. And the beauty is, and what we're loving right now, there's a few up the head. So uh, old McComb actually looked good on the weekend. And then is he a good looking bloke? Someone said today he's a very good, he's a rooster. McComb, he's got a good colour on him. Okay. So does Greg the leg. Yeah, Greg you. the leg, yeah. Adonis. And Mick reckons he's got a big snoz though. Yeah, but mate, he's big, strong. He's a strong boy. Oh no, he's a very strong boy. So long-winded story, he's your... One should be as part of one of your trade plans this week. The other ones who took note on the eye, Jaden Shorter, I know will be in a lot of teams anyway, but just that interesting role change. How good was it? He had four clearances in the first quarter. And we spoke about it last week, or last year, sorry, when Mills and Laird, who came from pure backman, halfback yeah. flankers, and they become two, two of the best midfielders. Right yeah. now, as it stands, Mills and Laird would be one of the, two of the best midfielders in the comp. Oh, Laird's taking a bit of time to get going again. Yeah. He's playing well, but Mills is in a different world. And I thought, well, why don't we see more of it? And that's why I always wanted a Maynard to jump in there. And oh, Tommy Stewart's so good intercepting, so they never do it. But I don't know why teams... I'm not a Maynard, Maynard man. I reckon he's more negating than... The, the others have always... You had possession. Chase the pill, whereas Maynard doesn't really. And they do just that. get that freedom of going in there. So obviously, he's lost his. his Started kickings. first centre bounce. Yeah, and I had, and I've watched a lot of Richmond, but I didn't want to say in the call. Jaden Short started in the midfield. That's what because I was like, what happens if I missed? Yeah, the, he's been, he's been doing, last yeah, three doing weeks. it for, and I just have been watching casually. I think he had two in his career up yeah. until then, and, and took and the first one. Sixty-two, the Cochran roll. So the beauty is, if Cochran returns and takes that one short, we know he can score anyway. Well, so. Dylan Grimes returns. And Bolter went back as well, which Bolter can't play forward. So the back line was stacked. Like yeah. they, they, and Tarrant's still got to come back. I don't think Tarrant does come back. But it's, I can't see Short coming, but going back in there. No. And There's too many defenders. And the, his disposal and that. Would, and the freedom they get from as much as they play with freedom, these, it's one of the easiest positions to play, that half-back flank when high-half forward runs up, you just roam around. But Especially when he can run. He can run. Like and then he, go on in the midfield the not have to worry about anything. Like he's yeah. free as a bird. So hoping to well, get Well, you have nice, to worry about one thing. The four West Coast midfielders that were on the ground as he just jogged off. Yeah, jogged past him, Gaffy. But he then is now, so it was docking him who was tossing up between the number one defender in the game. He's now the number one, in my opinion, for fantasy game, that is. And the flow-on effect one who might become relevant is a Nick Vloston who has taken that distributor role. Yeah. 50% of the kick-ins. I think he's the second highest averaging defender. This year, obviously missed a few games early in the season. Price 89, break even 52. The issue with Vloston, in my opinion, is that he's always been missing these games. So he's, he plays third game on the weekend, round seven. So he's only played the three. Four or five years ago, he played 19, then 13, then 19, then 21, then 16, then 12. So mm. and then three so far. So the risks are there. He always seems to miss games. Yeah. But they want to get the ball in his hands. So they're playing a lot. You see with Rioli himself, had a lot more marks that Richmond back line at the moment. Oh, I know it was against Witches Hats on the weekend, and I've been a critic of Daniel Rioli as a, as a forward. As a defender, he, he looked 
composed, yeah. speed. Um, it, not a, not a fantasy sort of play, but like no, but great, it, great it, move. Yeah, if, if, and he looks like a good footballer. Yeah, yeah. But so final call on Vlaston. Hard to t- now he's priced at eighty nine. You're going to need him to probably go a hundred for the rest of the year, which he's been doing so far this year. Have you got his actual numbers? What he had on the night? Because like Gibkiss and them got they're well, getting marks. They're getting yeah. marks, yeah. So they're, they're a bit of a ch- sweet, slight tweak because. Um, Richmond, the reason why I never used to like him in the past is they used to get the ball and just kick it long, then knock it yeah. forward and knock it forward. No one got stats, whereas stats like are literally coming. no one got stats. Like who on the Brownlow didn't even get big stats. Nah. So he he's one who I wouldn't I wouldn't go myself because of that injury risk. Without not to mention risk of he hasn't done it this. He's the tendency maybe to be suspended as well along the way. I reckon yeah. he, he might get suspended here and there from the top of my head. Mind you, back end of last year, he, he started taking some kick-ins too. So he's, if, if well, he's like short him, there, not down there. Those kick-ins are just, it, he's yeah. in, because he, he kicks it beautifully and long. Yeah. Other players with those score well, but he's, mate, he might get dropped. He's, I think oh, he's, ignore West Coast. Yeah, ignore West Coast. And so even, speaking of, t- Tim Kelly, who we're big on, even Shuey's coming in cheap. We've seen it with Simkin, who I love mm. at North Melbourne. These poor teams who aren't actually touching yeah. the footy, you can't trust them. The only thing I'll, I would add, if I was going to go a West Coast player, what's uh, what's Luke Shuey? Because he, he's frustrated at the moment. I reckon off the top of my head he might have given away nine free kicks in the last two weeks. Well, Kelly, so he, Kelly gave away so many free kicks yeah. to himself too. So he's I, priced at 84. So he, he covers that no worries now, Shuey. Absolutely no worries. The only no, th- you're not going to get him, but I'm just saying yeah. if you – Mucking around and you, you see him cheap, line, or you yeah. find a line or something, which we have. Um, he, he will he'll go over that well and truly. Yeah. So Kelly and Shrew, I think, are going to outperform. The issue is Simkins a case study of a bad team they don't score well, and then Presty is a case study of injury prone. And that's why we don't buy into these cheap ones because Presty put up a couple of hundred and someone like his price at eighty. Do we touch Presty out? Mate, has anyone been subbed off? I know you've hold a record. I saw something pop up the other day. Most ever subbed out games in their life. But since this injury sub's been on, I'm not sure anyone's been subbed off more than Dion Presti. And that just shows that when we all talk about this injury risk and talk about Vlosten earlier as well, it does have merit. Did you know, mate, too, uh, Richmond on the weekend had 18 premiership players? Well, I tipped West Coast. Oh, no, I, I, <laughs> that's how bored I was. I counted them. 18 premiership players. No wonder, no wonder they made like, like... I thought, off the top of your head, how many would you have thought there was? Yeah, 12. Yeah, 18. Asprey, Mart, all these people. Yeah. Uh, final couple, Gaffy obviously came on a sub, and he's been a fancy scorer in the past, so we saw that initially. thought, well, hold on, we might get him really cheap in a minute. Put the numbers through. If he scores like your 90 odds in the next few weeks, he's still only going to be priced around that 90 mark, and I think you need to take a 10 15% discount on West Coast and what they had been in the past because their balls are on their hands and they're not playing that chip mark game. So... As much as I thought initially he might become tempting soon around the buyers, I think it's not going to be, and you're going to want to be getting those clients close to that 110 mark. And he, cut, he, he made his money as a runner, and he's yeah. got a sore foot or ankle and sub because he's not fit enough to run. Like yeah. it's a, and he's tough, Gaffy. He's surprisingly tough. Like he, he, he puts his body through a bit. So, um, yeah, I'd be wary. And they're not fancy running, but geez, how good is he bolted as a player? Remember last year we tried to make him fantasy yeah. relevant at one stage. Um, I don't know what he scored in the other in Supercoach, but that would have been huge yeah, with all the centre clearances. Oh, it was a blowout. But he, he those centre clearances, he had six out of the centre. Like incredible football by Bolton. And then Lynch kicked seven, but 
a couple with Joe the Goose is from Bolton. Yeah, so I wouldn't buy him. I know I've been hot on him in the past when he's priced around those 80 marks and playing more regular mid. He's going to switch between the two, play that what they call a Dusty Martin role and be the Dusty. They're not going to want him running back and defending. The only thing was, was like that, if they want to charge towards finals, they need him. That was something special. Yeah, mind you, these other defenders, uh, forwards of a Cogs not getting mid-time. Whitfield now, who knows what he's in. We'll talk about him in a minute. Butter's not doing much. Who's putting up the hand the forward line besides Parker's? But, yeah, for yeah. me, Bolton's not an option. Let's talk Freo Geelong. Won't talk about the results. You reckon I would have too, too much purple glasses on too often. But, mate, we mentioned Bolton had one of the best games you'll see. What about Tommy Stewart? Did he intercepts yeah, co- yeah they, they split but you know they split the coaches awards who gave him four votes he got nine votes in the coaches yeah and Blake Akers got nine Blake Akers was second best on ground clearly yeah uh, I thought Tom Stewart was by far best on ground maybe um, I reckon Chris Scott probably did I reckon because he would have felt a bit bitter that he lost the game lost the game like, yeah. yeah okay yeah. I reckon Chris Scott obviously gave the four well yeah the whole, well, but we're all we're, we're all clear that, that Tom Stewart was yeah. best on ground in that game everywhere he went the ball in his lap well, I delisted. Um, I've delisted Blake Acres fifteen times. times so, yeah, so I was wrong on him. But mate, Stewart, clear role change. So I think it was last week where his kick-ins went from say twenty-five percent to forty odd percent, and then mm. he was over thirty again the last week. So it started off the first couple of weeks where they were getting Tui, who had been playing wing the last couple of weeks, yeah. being half back and playing really good footy. Yeah, he played well. Yeah, Zach Tui, and then two weeks ago the change happened where now Stewart's. Back to the old Tom Stewart role. So he started last on the time. he started on the wing. Tommy Stewart on the weekend. Okay, it started on the wing and started well, uh, and then the game just turned it just a little bit. And Chris Scott was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, get back!" Yeah, but he definitely started the game early up the ground. So I don't think we want him up. The, mind you, he had forty, so he, he obviously got it everywhere. He, 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 wherever he went, he was he playing. Like, one yeah. the, and the way I see, like teams aren't going to let him drop off like, to be that plus one and take those marks like he did. Nah. Even like I was watching. Well, I, in a team meeting, you got six forwards. Yeah. I can guarantee the coach go, "Hey, um, whoever's got a height third forward, you're accountable to Tom Stewart. Yeah, don't get sucked up the ground." Because they did, obviously did, and I like a lot of fancy coaches. The one I'd, I've been a big hater on rolling lockouts, but where they come in can come in handy is if you had someone like a deconing and that mm. was reliant on that trade. You could have watched him. He played the second game of the round, played pretty well. But also, I was looping deconing in super coaching. There's times where he could have marked, but they just leave it. They just put it on a platter. And low key, Deconing played well too. He did play well. I think he took five intercepts, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't worry about this, the points there. I didn't have to worry about looping him. So, <laughs> uh, Tommy Stewart, so yes, he's going to come down. If he's getting 40 touches, he could come down 25% and get 30 touches. Yeah, <laughs> and you're still licking your lips. So I'm confident he's going to be a top six. His price at 98 is a bit discount. Like you look at his history over the years, he's always had a little patch, whether it's injury or. Concussion where he's come down a bit of wet game at Optus. He's played a couple of games, I remember, last year. So, 98, I reckon he can go 105, 110. And he is a target for those who have, say, a Blakey at D6, a Bowie, a Nathan O'Driscoll who might have gotten close to the topping out in price. Yeah. And even a Dacos, we'll speak about him in a minute, who's looking a little bit sore and hit that rookie wall. He looks a bit more tired. Uh, I think they've all, all almost hit the wall, the rookies. Uh, a couple more names from that game. So we we love talking about these discounted premiums. And one who's been a genuine premium in the past without a big name is a Cam Guthrie. Yeah. But he's had this time on ground issue for a long time. He's now got 200 in a row, 200s in a row, yeah. 81% time on ground. Look back over the years. I've done a bit of research today, actually. No, I like it. Four years. He Last year, he was 74% time on ground. Year before, 74%, 71 
72, 75%, that's more than four years, but he's never been more than 75% over his last yeah. five years. Price at 91, and he did 81%. So he's obviously back to full fit, whatever fitness. it was. I remember back end of last year, he was playing like 65% Yeah, it is. Like you see Selwood's obviously got to play a bit down. Duncan, I reckon, goes missing on the ground for a long time at the moment. So... They've got that many that just can't be out there that long. So it's, he's got to be out there. So Price at 91, obviously Danger's going to come back. But he could do 105 very easily. And when we start talking about these discounted mids, and it will be in the trade targets when we come to that. Obviously there's a Jai Simpkin around that same price. So I still like it. It's easier to trust someone playing for Geelong than it is. I'm Cam Guthrie over Simpkin every day of the week. For Simpkin and then a, a Noah Ansel will also speak about a bit who's mm. in a really good run. Bit more expensive. Well, Cam Guthrie's done one tens in the past. No, you, you can you can Guthrie in terms of confidence. So he, if that's the best you can get up to, you, I think you've got to be pretty confident with that. Mate, and then we'll just quickly talk about Brayshaw, who obviously has had such a good year. And again, I was sure he was going to get tagged. I reckon he's he's again probably going to sneak a vote. You mentioned Acres and Tommy Stewart. He might get, he had twenty eight touches. Yeah, no, I'm well aware. <laughs> played well and had eighty three fancy points, yeah. and, and that just just shows. Just with the learnings of this game, why you don't pay if someone's price at one twenty? One twenty is hard to reach. Well, what about I, 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 te- I texted you, didn't I, with Brayshaw, and yeah. you said, "No, nah, no, nah. yeah, go down, what, go down to a Clary or a Toke." Well, one hundred five is hard to get. Yeah. One ten is hard to get. So when they're priced this mark, we've seen it with Bailey Smith as well the last couple of weeks. You can still play well, not score so well. So that's mm. just a bit of a learning to make sure that you you always got to look at that price, that figure, and see how you go. And even on obviously. We're talking about ranks at the start. I should have mentioned this then. But I feel like the, the general fantasy community is obviously a lot more savvy than they were when I won the first year five, six years ago. And what would have been a decent 500 rank is now almost a 5,000. I think it's a lot harder to, to rank well at the moment. Yeah. And a lot of it is on that. Where we're now starting to hear this price out a lot more than we did five years ago. So Mitch Duncan, you mentioned him before, 69, super disappointing. I don't, I don't see him. I've been watching him like a hawk last couple. Like, you don't see him. So his CBAs was 50% last week from zero. Yeah. Since Danger was out. 58. Sorry, the two weeks ago. 58 versus Frio, which you think's a good thing, but I think it's almost better him on a wing, free yeah. as a bird, and getting that cheap footy. Getting the switch. So Tom Stewart should be marketing to kicking it straight to um, Duncan. Well, that used to be on clockwork back Yeah, in clockwork. The day. You just knew. And more points. Here they come. Send it around. So we all want to try to pick up, and he's been in the insights for the last few weeks. You always... Always want to try to pick the bottom. Yeah. It's like patch, what they, I think they're called, well, I'm not going to put a buffer thing. It's like catching the falling knife. Like it's, it's going to be hard to catch that bottom. You're almost better off waiting catching for him. the falling knife. Is that the one? I don't know. I've never heard that. Buffett. But he, um, it's almost worth waiting for him to have that turn. See where he sits with Dangerfield. He's going to push back out in the wing and just pass on him, particularly when you've got someone like a Luke Parker who's doing what he needs to do. He's going to come off the trade targets, but obviously keep him on the watch list because him at his best is a top two forward and forward status. So mm. coming in cheap. Keeping on him, O'Driscoll. I mentioned he's coming to the top of his price, but with Acres out this uh, week, I don't reckon his role's in danger at the club though. No, he's a good footballer. Yeah, I mean, in terms, forget fantasy, but like he's, they're second on ladder. I think he's a good player. Yeah, well, Acres out this week, so he should have the wing to his own. Acres had that good game. Just gone, and then also versus North Melbourne, who give up a lot of points back at Optus. Particularly if they play that Friday night early game, you might be able to do a bit of a loop with him. And if you can hold on him and not and trade around him, I'm feeling like he's going to do okay. Uh, there's a couple of loop options on Friday <laughs> with the double header. Yeah, we love the double headers, don't we? I just don't know why they didn't. So Freo's got the time difference. Why wouldn't they? Why are they? Still I don't. Don't. I hate overlappers, <laughs> mate. I just. 
You know how much I hate it because I try and watch them. I've got like an envelope. I've got an envelope. I've like, seen it on your house. And I stick it in the corner so I don't see the scores. Oh, thing on the bottom right, GWS versus Adelaide. Finally got a tip right there. I've been tipping GWS each week. It's so high. I've, I've tipped them and done. I've done my freckle on Giants for years. So a bit of movement with the way they're running around their structure. Old Leon's getting a bit active. A bit of tsunami came back. Would you believe it? They've picked up the crumbs and... Tsunami's starting to build a bit more handballing, which is good to see. Josh Kelly. I, I don't know about calling it the tsunami though. After it's being a, a team that was predicted to win the wooden spoon, like I read the tsunami and <laughs> I was like, ripple. "What?" A bit of a ripple, you reckon? So Kelly's had a bit of a role change. Like it's funny, he was since uh, Toby Green's come in. We all thought it was going to be Taranto getting this more inside mids. Taranto's inside mids actually reduced when mm. he was, and Kelly's the one who's had a little bump, but still not the seventy percent CBAs we want. Somehow Ash got came in again and had. I think he led the CBA. Uh, uh, that's the issue. That's the issue with the Giants. You don't know what they they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I agree. And we'll, because we don't know what they're really doing, so he obviously came out, and I think it's a reward for those who were patient. And he's got it in him. Six tackles, forty-one touches. That's what he did in the preseason. He's a buy low candidate. Yeah, but. Do you really jump into an out? Do you want to see what he does again? Because, again, he wasn't that 70% we wanted. The one con- real concerning one is a Cogs who's gone, I think he was 7% CBAs to 5% to 3 He's basically a full-time small forward. Now, worst thing for fans, he's actually doing well. He scored 105. Marked well, kicked yeah. well, kicked goals. He's a concern, and again, one he can move on, but who is putting up their hand, as I mentioned, to Goey not and Duncan not. Parker's the one, but this time of year, and there's... That's why I don't really want to cover too much on these sort of premium mid-prices. The blueprint's there. You want to be trading out rookies and rookies. If you've got a Cogs, you've got a Whitfield, whoever it is, you're you persisting. You've got to ride it. Yeah. Whitfield needed goals for that score, but I'm less concerned with him because he's he's gone from that halfback where he looked a bit intimidated to now that half-forward role where he can almost roam the ground. He used to just roll wants. up to do what he wanted. That was that was their game style and game plan. And if Whitfield wants to come in, come in. If he doesn't, he doesn't like. He's a confidence player and he's... He, He'll make cup three goals. He'll get confidence three, from yeah. that. Bruce is good. Bruce is good, yeah. Well, that, that, but that's the whole argument about Gorn v. The Rest. Mm. We're talking about Bruce. I say that in the podcast. It's a shame he's in his last year of football after spending eight years behind Gorn and eight years behind Goldstein mm. and then doing his freckle on. Uh, it, it's almost like, where has this bloke been? But he, he, he is good. Uh, and he does rucking the right way. Like yeah. the way I like a ruckman. Bashing crashes. Yeah. And he, he still only gets his 10 or... I think he can get more possessions around the ground. He doesn't... Like, he just does what he needs to do. You're yeah. right. And GW's been crying for that bash and crush ruckman. So, happy with him if you got him. Like, we talked about potentially being early to jump off him because everyone's going to have him to a Darcy or an English when they return and get that edge on the comp. I think you're happy to hop, run Proust. you got to keep running him, don't you? Until he tops out in price. But uh, even when he tops out, he's still going to be scoring 100. Could well be. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe he's just the second best ruckman this year. Who knows? Who knows? And all of a sudden, that trade wasn't so silly back in the day. Taranto, as I mentioned him earlier, so first game back, Toby Green came. He was 32% CBAs. Bit of a bump to 51, just gone. So, But as you mentioned, the Giants, what are they going to dish up each week in terms of personnel, position, structure? Well, I just looked. I think they're starting... They're playing Geelong this week. And you're like, what an opportunity to go bang, bang, and you, you, you won away from home. You've beaten a contender. I say Geelong contender, but not really, but they probably are. Um, and they see, like, if they can get back to level pegging halfway through the year, at the, they're, they're away again. Yeah. But you just, I don't trust them. They're like the most untrustworthy. It's like the girlfriend who cheated on you. 
Yeah. You're not letting her go out with the girls on a Friday night too often. <laughs> and that's the giant. <laughs> this is off. No one really cares about this for fans. But this board's cheating because obviously he lived in Sydney How backward footy is there and no one really cares. Their home deck, the giant stadium, wherever it's used for yeah. it, the Easter show. Yeah, they, they have to move. They move. Where do they move to? They play Canberra twice. They played a and right. and then they play away. So they've played one game. They had a beautiful win against Gold Coast. Yeah. Since then, there's been horses over it. Oh, yeah. Bikes, all yeah. <laughs> the crusty demons are doing cartwheels yeah. in the air. So they haven't, the poor, they haven't played at their home deck all oh, year. No, no. It, I don't get it. St Kilda, for example, saying to Cairns, I don't yeah. get it. Like, do an audit on the weather there. The, the showgrounds... Surely they're big enough a club it's to go. It's AFL footy. Come on. Anyway, Tarano, he's going to be a target and one to jump on, but right now it's not like he's low real price out and break even. I think we can wait for that buy low window. But, yeah, 51% on the weekend CBA is a good sign, but let's just see if that goes back to back. Crouchy, for, uh, we're talking Adelaide now, 89. So, as I mentioned before, I think by now you're better off holding those mid-prices, trading yeah. off those rookies, because there's more chance a Crouch or a Rao or a Lipinski, which all scored 80, are going to do well rather than a but they all could have the scored. They all could have scored more. So, what, what was game time there? Have you got many? Well, that's you got Crouch's game time. 68%. Yeah, that's him. That's him now. For the year. Yep. Yeah. It has to be. Well, seven rounds in, it hasn't changed. Yeah, so it's almost wait for tr- um, the buy round, get rid of him on the buy round. Hopefully you can get that rookie. And speaking of rookies, Rochelle. But it shows it shows he still scores though. Yeah, imagine if he played seventy five. Yeah. These yeah. Hawks, we mentioned Gorn enough, and all these rucks who are injured. Like we've talked, we talk about the fancy relevant ones, but there's been the one from Hawthorne, Reeves, and oh, injured. And yeah, they're all injured across the board. So Everyone's injured except for Big Max. So they're going to come up against these easy, easy picking. Oh, and what are they going to do? What do you call it? Flipper flopper over the topper. The flipper flopper over the topper. So don't you worry about Gorn Price at one sixteen, break even seventy seven. It's like, well, I think you just do it. You could wait till the buy, but it's an upgrade if you haven't. Obviously, if you're running a Proust and that, but there's not much else out there. Clary, he made the the cardinal sin of being too good too early. We used to play with my mate Louis for solo. Mate, it killed me. It absolutely killed me. So he was captain. He was on fire. I said, I need to text him actually, Mitch, you prick. He was going so well, Clary. And in, in my mind, <clears throat> Hawthorne were in the game still. They tagged Clary. Clary went out of the game. Mm. But the score went advantage Melbourne. Melbourne. And I was like, Mitch. Drop the tag. And he the, took him to get injured. I'm pretty yeah. sure Nash got injured late in the game. And then that's when. Well, no, then he went, rolled over to Petrarca for a little bit. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I honestly I wanted to ring him at half time and say, mate, <laughs> it's not well, working. I'm pretty sure he had 17 touches. Ten minutes into the second, Clary Oliver. He's gone mad. He's gone absolutely mad. Because old reserves footy we used to play. Louis Fasol used to be a good ball hunter. And all the coaches in the reserves are a bit like us. All we did was look at the stats because they wouldn't know any players. They'd be like, oh, geez, he's had ten touches. Let's tag yeah. him. That was your one. No, t- 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 ten's my overs and unders. So you'd always want to get six or seven in the first quarter? No, I, I, I still reckon ten. Anything more than ten, you're asking for a tag. Yeah. Ten and under, you just keep plugging away. Got to give our man Dylan Moore a bit of love. Oh, a bit of love. Huge, 30, game, huge game. Mate, 33 possessions on zero CBAs. So, yeah. What happened? He just he just played up the ground a little bit more, didn't get into the centre. Still only kicked goals in the first half. He's a good start, isn't he? Mate, they go, Hawthorne are a good starting side. They yeah. kick two goals in the first minute every year, every week. But um, Champion Data had him down as an elite player. Do you remember that? Mm. And everyone's like, who the dickens is Dylan Moore? Yeah, only Hawthorne sports would have known who he was. Mate, he is elite. 
elite. I don't want to go back to my season guide and see what comment I would have written on him. It probably would have been something like small forward, no good, or something like that. Yeah, but short and sharp. In terms of now, like unless if, if he got those 33 touches with CBAs, then it's like, okay, there's a clear role change there. He's playing in the midfield. Who knows what his limit is? The fact he just got him playing as that forward, he's now going to probably get the number one uh, small defender. Like I reckon they'll go to him over a wing guard. More, more had some big numbers in juniors. Whoever plays more of a forward role at the Hawks, uh, it'll be interesting to see how the new coach uses him. But I doubt it will bring him into fantasy calculations. That's not bad. That's that's spot on. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for me, not if those CBAs were fifty, it'd really. But he's run a lot in price. There's enough forwards putting up their hand, particularly what you know, Park will talk about in a minute. Sisley's just looking elite back there. Hundred James Sisley. Oh, he's my favourite player in the comp. Mm. I've been known as being a fanboy for him. He's just an incredible defender. So he's priced now at ninety-two. People think they've missed the boat. I don't think you have. The way he's playing, he takes the kick-ins, he demands a footy. He he plays on a good forward for the opposition, yeah. so he's yeah. never going to get the defensive. Like They're going to let him run off. These, these yeah. big forwards just going to let him run off, which he does, gets the ball in his hand. So I think he can do 95 or 100. The, the, the best he's bit, still a good price. He, he was a forward. So you know you say, like, are oh, you a defender that you weren't good enough to be a forward? Like He was good enough to be a forward, so he, he, he's, he knows how to read the play so well. Um, and Hawthorne is still just shit enough. To like a lot of kick-ins, yeah. um, a lot of a few more inside fifties, all it that sort of get, stuff. Might get a bit shitter too, but uh, Mitchell. Last thing, so he's always been on the radar because we're like, is it going to pop? Is it going to pop? Fifty-three percent. So Sam Mitchell wasn't lying when he said, "I want to, I want to spread the load this year." Yeah. Even spread of midfields. We don't want someone going out there and getting his forty each week. Tom Mitchell, twenty-two touches, kicked an important goal. He might be around those CBAs all year. I think when body's well, tired, he's going to start getting more. Got his game time there, running chance. Uh, because he'd done a stint on the bench. He did a decent stint on the bench, came on and got cla- got a blood nose straight away and then missed another four. So I reckon there was a block in there where he was resting and then yeah, blood see, ruled. I did see that. And you're like, well, that's just a big spell on the bench now. Yeah, so 71 uh, – Percent game time, so his points per minute was one point two points per minute. So give, give him eighty percent. He's a good one ten, one fifteen. Yeah. So I think I think that blood rule killed him a bit in terms of he had momentum, went to the bench, and then just didn't get to come back on because he got an elbow in the face as soon as he came, as soon as he went back on the ground. Yeah, but price at one hundred two again. We talked that falling knife. Price at one hundred two. He's averaged ninety seven this year. I think I'm going to see him get a let him go. Yeah, let him go until he gets a seventy percent CBS, which might not happen if your boy. Sammy Mitchell's doing the right thing. Saints Port, a lot of people said oh, this, and yeah. it's true. If you watch that game, I think I might have said something else, but it was like watching this reserves game footy with me and Louis Fasolo running around. People couldn't pick it up, couldn't mark it, couldn't kick it. Do an audit on the weather at the Cairns. I'm sorry if you're from Cairns. I love the place, but don't play footy there. Every time there's a game there, it pisses down or it blows its ring out, and it's so hard to watch footy. And it's like it either spends 95% of the game on one wing where you can't kick it going anywhere. Or it does that, and it was shocking. Well, even Jack Steele's got Clare's hands in the business. He was fumbling, dropping marks. I mean, Ollie Wines, you did, like, I didn't even notice them, though, either. Like, no. it wasn't like, I think at half time, maybe Steele at 18 or something. And I was like, 18? Yeah. I have not seen him once. Like, yeah. So the big thing was the CBA role of both a Butters, who was reduced the week before with his gastro, and then a Rosie, who was a big bump the week before we thought, is that because of Butters, or how are they going to go together? 
Unfortunately, there's no yeah, goals. There's ten, kicks there's ten goals for the game, or nine CBA. goals for the game. But yeah. they both had seventy or sixty-nine percent. So, <laughs> so what they did, they did five and six each. So it would have been good to see how they would have been more. But <laughs> if that on that measure and what Ken said during the week, which is that he wanted both of them in there, I think they're going to be fine. So those who took the jump on Rosie, I think he got a seventy odd. That and a draw where the game would have been a ninety-five. So back that decision in and a butters. It's easy to panic, but I think. I think he's a good player. I, I, being a bit, we talked about last year, patience versus stubbornness. I think Butters is going to come. Good, he showed that in glimpses so far this year. Porter back mm. up and going, give him a dry day. Oh, I like Butters. Yeah, I like Butters. But I, yeah, he's been disappointing so far. Uh, North Melbourne versus the Blues. Highlighted by old Patrick Cripps, who we mentioned now. I always say over 110 in all the games he's played so far this year. I think it's over 120. All games is it? Ah, yeah. oh, the hamstring. Yeah. Except that injury game, he's priced at 101, obviously. And what did what what he score in the first quarter when he, before he did his hamstring he's too? 30 odd. 30 yeah, odd, yeah. So he's the hammy one, yeah. So price at 101, on those metrics, he's still a bargain buyer. Yeah. Richo tweeted it, and I, I'm thinking, everyone's thinking it. If he's played five games out of the six and one or five completed games, been best on out of all five of those games, probably 15 Brownlow votes. Yeah. Surely soon someone's going to go and clamp him. Arm across. Yeah, and Sam Walsh, she's sitting there. I love Sam Walsh in my side. There's no risk in the world Sam Walsh is getting a a tag these days. So he becomes a very – I'm talking Sam Walsh. I'm almost – their price very similar. I'm almost a Walsh over Crips, but, again, you just got to look at those numbers. Price at 101 and done 110 plus. He's fit, he's happy, he's confident, getting touches. Still a good buy, but not – there's a few question marks over that um, potential tag coming. Yeah, I agree. But you're mad not to. Because you know Carlton, in their history, they can be flimsy. Uh, Simkin, so he's had tu- games where he's had big touches, not much else. He had 10 tackles, which is a great sign. So he's yet to really pop, but I'm waiting for that to happen soon. I reckon you'll go well over here. Yep, Friday night. Yep. Yep. Spotlight on him. He, he works hard. Luke McDonald's the reason why people want to jump on him early as soon as Hall was out, but he is just playing that defensive role. So it's a bit of a learning you don't jump on... Early and Taron Thomas, who's been a shadow of himself all year, but he might be one of those buy round flies, which I Leave did with the wind guard. Leave me out. Oh yeah, you, you poor bloke, you got done by that. But he's one maybe in the buy rounds if you need an extra player, and he's there cheap as chips. Let's just keep him on our radar. But we want to see a bit of a sign soon. Onto the Sunday games over this pretty quick. Uh, Pies versus Sun. Start off with Tuke Miller, who was obviously. Probably the number one target last week based on his where his price at, what he's done, what he's been looking. I've got him in my super coach. I watched that first quarter. I actually mentioned it to you before, Dave, when he dropped that mark. There's a period there, first quarter, free as a bird. And I was like, oh, Tuke's going to get the mark. He lead, lead for the ball. And he didn't lead. He just sat there. I thought, why isn't he leading it? He was so free, the guy just kicked it out in front of him for him to run on to. It was a beautiful kick. Beautiful kick. He sort of loped towards it, didn't quite get it there. It was the awkward cricket catching height. Like, yeah, hands what, up, hands down. How, how am I going to take it? Drop the mark, then just sat there it and didn't chase. Else. It oh, didn't chase, yeah. I messaged my super coach mate, so mate, he's, that screams of a dollar coin. He's got sore groins. Yeah. He's done a groin. Something's up there with Took. Sneaker, he come back. He's on, finished with the 100. He went mad. Yeah, went mad, and he is now a very, very good buy low. Like we talk about taggers, I don't think anyone's going to bother tagging it. Nah. Uh, um, oh, if any, yeah. I, I think Miller too, and I, I've been shot in the foot last year by saying, I don't think he's the all Australian. Like he's not tag. He doesn't mm-hmm. kick it very far. Like on the weekend, if he had a kick like a, 
Petrarca, Clary, Merritt. He would have kicked two or three mm. more because he got to 55 out and then tried to chisel one. And it was like, if you just had a longer leg, you would have just kicked another goal. Yeah, yeah. But he actually set a few up, which again, yeah. from a super coach, looked pretty good. Adams, he's the one who's on this on this echelon of buy low targets, discounted premiums. But he, that's that time of ground he can't trust. So he got over 100 on 68% time of ground, which is, yeah, it's great. His points per minute's super, but... I don't think you can trust him until his time on ground gets to a respectable mid-70s. So he's off the targets, but keep an eye on him because he's getting cheap. One who's been on the targets for a little bit, he's just done it again, we mentioned him before, Noah Anderson, where his last four have been 112, 99, 118, 113. Yeah. He's gone well past Rao in terms of a footballer. Yeah, I think he was... Like draft one, two, went to the same school together, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, always played second banana. Yeah. He's a good player. And my concern with his, I think he's had one game less than 91 all season where not many people would be able to say they've done that, including Brayshaw, who got an 80 on the weekend. CBA, I think a couple of weeks ago, he dropped off the targets. His CBAs went from, say, a 90% when he got a big one, one of those 112s maybe, down to a 50. I was like, why is he like, yeah. getting the run? But he was 94% on the weekend, which is... No, he needs to be in there everything, oh, at every him. opportunity, yeah. Price at 95, he's shown he can do... 110s, or three of the last four have been that, if not 99. So he is underpriced and attractive. Give me Guthrie versus Noah Anderson. It's probably the younger, fitter body of Anderson because with Geelong resting players, Guthrie in the past with a few rests and whatever, I'm probably an Anderson slightly, but obviously Guthrie's a bit cheaper, so if you, if that's the best you can get up with it's that. But, yeah, when we, we send through the... The trade insights, I'll rank them. But, yeah, Noah Anderson, he's, he's having a good breakout and getting a bit under the radar in that regard. Just really quickly, sorry, back to the Eagles. And you mentioned Withered and uh, he won't be dropped. He's got COVID, so he's out anyway. Mm. I just thought I'd quickly check the sport to make sure that um, we haven't missed a big story. Yeah. Darcy Cameron. So he's obviously their main sole ruckman. He's done it in the Nefel, which I, I know we all laugh at that comp, and I also laugh at that comp. He was getting 150s when he was a ruckman. Yeah. We always picked him as our R3 back in the day, thinking, oh, well, this guy's got big numbers. Never got a game behind Grundy initially, Swans initially, and then Grundy. Had a few games a couple of years ago where he, main ruckman getting over 100s, and he's getting 100, main ruckman. Their second ruckman, it's not like they went with a coxie. The second mm. ruckman was like 196 centimetres. Yeah. Oh, I'd leave, leave me out. Price at 59. The only issue, and that's why I put in the insights, he would have been a... Second option outside of Proust for a cheaper one if he had ruck status, but he's forward only, yeah. which makes it tricky. And when you bring in a forward, you want to be a top sixer. But price how often do the positions change every six weeks? Every six, yes, yeah, so he'll get it in six. But but you'd love you'd, morning. I'd love it just every couple of weeks. Just oh, adapt six. or die. Yeah, get him in there. Get him in there. So price at fifty nine, no second. Had wits last week. Who yeah, you mentioned he. Didn't score super well. Should have, we should have even if he scored okay. Should have dominated. I think he had fifty odd hit outs. So yeah, Cameron will get more than like, Wits is a very hard man to get hit outs again. What did, what did Wits end up scoring? By the way, oh, I think he got a one. It is off top of the head. Yeah. Low hundreds. It should have been. It should have been hundred. It should have been Max Gorn stuff. But he so Cameron, if you did do these double downgrades we mentioned and all this sort of stuff, and you've got an excess cash, and rather than having to get a rookie, you've already got. Greg Clark or whatever it is, and he's the best you can get up to. I don't hate it. Ride that. Like, I've made the clear choice. He's going to be that. It's not like they got in a 
a second backup ruckman who might take it off him. That second backup ruckman was my height, 194 and 195. Whitler so dropped 100, yeah. With 50-odd hit-outs or something? 44, yeah. It, 44. Should, it should have been 140. Um, Rao, who was a priority move on, I think those who moved him on should be happy with moving him on because he hasn't really done much since. But he took three marks and, I don't know, three sounds small, but he was getting zero. He looked like, there's an article in the news two weeks ago about how he needs to work on, and he admitted himself, the next thing he's got to work on this spread. And you could watch him. He actually called for the ball, which he hasn't done. Crazy. So, again, I'd rather trade out those rookies before the mid-prices this week. Looking at those blueprint, that's what those winning sides have done. Dacos, we mentioned earlier, looking tired. Could be traded, I think. But if if that's what you need... But if not, he've got the, they've got the last buy. So the ideal scenario would be you hold him up until that last buy, the Queen's birthday. Flick, and flick him then because we all say you can get trade in the back line. There's no rookie defenders putting their hand up. No, nah, no, nah, so there's nothing. Gibkiss, the last couple of weeks. I've, I've yeah, enjoyed watching him play, yeah. but yeah. He's a good player. Last one there, sorry, Dugowie, who had been on the targets. Luckily, the, the Q&A, when it came out, he had gastro, took off the targets, but... It's funny, Butters last week, Dugowie this week. We saw it with Tommy Stewart, who had, was laid out with gastro probably three or four weeks ago, which was a, everyone, all the his owners were up in our oh, hey, With Lola, have you had gastro before? Uh, so, not, not properly, no. Oh, wait until it comes, mate. It, there's nothing Thank worse. You. Give me COVID four trillion times before... Oh, I was at the airport one day heading to a, uh, a karaoke contest in Japan. And well, there's probably a story of that, but we'll save it. And, and I felt a drop of sweat drop off my nose. Little fella had been sick. I'm not a sweater. And I felt a drop of sweat on my nose. Went to the toilet, told my boss I've just spewed in the toilets. Hadn't, but knew what was coming. Got home and spewed my... Oh, so you didn't go to Japan? Couldn't get on the plane, no. Just knowing, knowing how... Gastro, yeah. mate. You're not playing footy with gastro. So why do they... So Stuart, in the end, his late withdrawal was actually a godsend for... The coaches, because his price didn't change. Yes, yeah, he would have had a yeah, yeah. So we had Butters last week, Dugowie this week. He still had the CBA. So if you're owner, it's, it's frustrating. But in terms of us who aren't owners, he's probably off the targets again because of that price. He's going to come down in price and really become – he's priced 89 now. He's going to be right for the picking in a couple of weeks. Obviously, if they're playing him 60% CBAs off the back of Gastro, they want him as a midfielder. Quickly knock over the last couple of games. Obviously, Dunkley's a class above the other forwards. And I think, like the category of Gorn, it's hard to see him not being the number one forward. So if you yeah. haven't got him, he's one of the few I'd happily pay full price for. 961. There's, there's not many. Well, 961. I probably wouldn't. I'd probably yeah, wait till after his buy. 961. Yeah. That's an expensive price. Bailey Smith still got that combo you would have wanted when you picked him up, which is 92% time on ground, 63% CBAs. It just shows that he played okay again, but only got 100. So it's hard to pay that big 110-plus price. And when you've got your Mills and Oliver and Tuke Miller the last few weeks priced in that sweet spot of the 105s, that's where you should be going. McRae's a bit of a concern, 60% CBAs. Yeah. Scoring down, drops his head when he's not in there and... It's, uh, it's almost like he needs to have a game where he's 40 again mm. and be like, oh, that's what it's like. Because you just look at him going, I don't even see you around the footy. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I'm obviously an owner in Supercoach. It's funny, sometimes... Well, Port Adelaide, though, they give you a look. And that's what I've got. So you, This weekend. There's games where, when he's on, as you said, he just needs a 40, where it's like, well, he's everywhere. And there's times when I don't captain him, I have him as... Or not even as a vice captain loophole, and you almost want him not to touch a ball. Yeah, and he's everywhere. And then there's yeah, times yeah. he captain him. You watch it with the weekend. It's like, mate, what are you doing? But, uh, 
I haven't had a great run with Jack McRae. Can say, but that's more just it's obviously if you haven't got him, you're laughing because he's going to come in really cheap, and that's why you, you play the game to don't pay up for the big ones. You they'll come in cheaper as they come. It's all about the time of when you get them in. But if you're an owner, as I said, look at the blueprint. You're not trading these sorts of players this time of year. You just got to cop that cash drop because I've still got him as a top eight mid. Nick Martin, superstar. He's the F6 for a long time. I can't believe he keeps getting it done. Like we bumped yeah. into a few waffle players the other day. They can't believe Nick Martin either. They no. played against him. No. Well, I had to ask someone whether he played in the grand final last year. Yeah. I think, com- I think he did, yeah. He, he commentated it, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, and speaking of, who won the, the medal that day? Leg. Greg the leg. Yeah. So, wait, mate, wait for these 91s from Greg. Get him in. Fontampelli's starting to get cheap. Huh? It's he had seven clearances on the weekend. It's a, like a world record this year. Yeah, and I, I saw somewhere that he's he trained really well on the like he's starting. He had a bit of a sore foot or sore knee or something. Yeah, he's getting cheaper, and hopefully he's played enough forward to potentially get DPPs. He's one to watch around the buyers and Trelaw. I don't love what he's doing. I've, I haven't really loved him all year. No, nah, he does not working hard at all. I think you've got to persist till the rookies off going by that, and then the last game just gone Mills. Had that combo, seven marks, seven tackles. Not many. Brayshaw can do it. Mills can do it where they get both the tackles and the yeah. marks. Perfect combo. He's a top eight mid. Had that wrong when I didn't put him in there. Had him knocking on the door, but he's well and truly entrenched in there. Luke Parker, the big one, I think last Pap- week. Papley back. Yeah, and before Papley was back, he was up 23% to 75% CBAs last week to then leading him 73% just gone. It's a Parker of old. He's priced at 92. No other forward except for Dunks is standing up. So he's a prime candidate this week because, yeah, as I said, Duncan, Dugowie, there's there's concerns at Cornelio. There's concerns around a lot of them. Butters, that he is the target. That if you're still running, say, a Nick Martin at F6, then you almost potentially have to pass him or get him in the midfield and yeah. move him down later because I think you need him move on the rookies first. Zorko, interesting had some CBAs, 33%, five shots on goals. So that that defensive role I didn't mind him playing in, looks oh, like now he's... I thought Zorko, if he played back, would score a lot more this year. Yeah. He, he kicked goals on the weekend, which helped. Well, two, three. Uh, and I'm a big Zorko man. Uh, but I thought, in terms of getting some cheap stuff... That would have been his bread and butter back Oh, there. down back. Because he kicks it so well. A bit of... Daniel Rich kicks it beautiful, but Zorko kicks it just as well. Yeah, he's a great yeah. kick. Well, Coleman's come in the last two... Um, Old Coleman off the halfback flank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Coleman. So I think that's released Zorko. But as you said, he's, he hasn't put up the big scores and his body is and age is still a bit of a concern. While wouldn't Laddam scored well and those who went him as a ruck, they've done well. But Hickey sounds like he's returning soon and they got smashed in the ruck on the weekend. So I think they're going to be trying to fast track Hickey to come in soon. Heaney, we spent, mentioned Paps back. I've been a bit cool on Heaney the last few weeks. He's been pure forward. 33% CBAs, which is a great sign. So he obviously didn't score a great score. Still priced at 94, so I don't think he's a target because I think that's about what he'll do. 94 to 98, 100, but those owners should be really happy with those 33%. Yeah. CBAs, CBAs on the way down is Jared Lyons, who was 80 odd the week before. I, I literally just pressed trade then on him. Well, I was waiting for him. So obviously, you haven't listened to me say it says two rookies out. Lions was one I was about to put my discount of premiums. Look to get him in when he had eighty percent last week, but back to sixty percent. Yeah, I, I, we, I think I said last week in the podcast we interviewed him on Triple M. He said, "I'm more than happy just to do whatever at the moment. Like, I love to see the development in Bailey Rayner. McLuggage is getting inside time, and it's like, and which is if you're a teammate, you love to hear it. If you've got him in fantasy, I can't. Jerry. But even as a 
as a coach, say for this year, if they're, they're win now and it's a 50-50 or the ball's around and you need to rely on someone getting the ball and you've got Cam Rayner in there or oh, No, but how many times they're that good, they've found themselves in... If the whips are cracking, he's in there. Yeah. No, if the whips are cracking, he's in there, but they're not cracking. So, like... You can't trust it, yeah. So they may as well put Rayner in there and give him some um, air time. Lloyd, like I keep saying, he's discounted that he's going to come, he's a potential under... It's now two years we've been talking about this because he had a poor last year as well in terms of scoring. Yeah. They potentially skip past him as... Rather than just give it a Lloyd at all costs sort of things, they've yeah. changed. So he's out of my top six. We'll obviously do the updated best twenty two in a couple of weeks. But he's not. He's obviously he's cheap, but it's it's hard to buy into that. But again, as mentioned, if you've got these sorts of players, you keep them for two reasons. If you've had an underperforming premium one, it's your best way to get rookies of the field moving them first. But also, if they do get a bounce back and Lloyd does drop a one forty one fifty, which he's done in the past, then yeah. you're getting this big jump on teams above you. So there's a bit of Potential, that's a bit of optimism, but there's a bit of potential in these underperforming uh, players but and premiums, but Lloyd isn't a target at the moment. And then Coleman, who people spoke about getting him last week because he had that big 80. You just had to look, he had 68% game time, which was very low, back off a of hamstring first game all year, and 64% last week. So that's why it's hard to jump on someone fresh of an injury. And if you're looking, say, at Darcy this week, if he does return fresh off an injury, it's always a bit of a risk. We saw it last year, particularly with COVID rules. It's harder for players to come back with a good score mm. post injury. Love it, it, mate. What's the time you've got there? That felt fifty sixer. Like, that's not bad. No, good timing. Our buy rounds are approaching. Obviously, the buy plan is there. There's a few. Look, we've got the DPPs now integrated. I've got to fi- fix Nick's, Nick Martin. Someone sent me a message saying that his buy's not coming up, but put them in. The main thing you want to do ideally is have as many as you can that first round because from there you're then. You don't really want to – that first round you're trading at your – whoever you're trading in are going to have a buy the next two weeks. So yeah. you ideally want to be fixing up these red dot rookies then to have them going on, and then from there you're bringing in your premium. So we'll speak more about the buy rounds as they approach, but if you're tossing up between a couple of players, look at your buy round planner. If you're stacked on one and you're looking like you're struggling to get 18, 19 players, then – this is the time of year where you need to favour that buy round and make sure you're 18 or 19 playing each of those weeks and don't sacrifice a 17 one week just to get that better player this week. Apart from that, you'll Mate, you've done well. I love the research tonight. A bit of extra research, actually. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Well, mate, we're back. How often do we come here face to face? I miss you. Oh, mate, we're back. We're back in the the Mirrors Magic Boardroom. But we'll um, you'll hear from us with the insights, which will come on the Thursday morning with the no, sorry, Friday morning with the no. Uh, is it Thursday night footy this week? No, no, two Fridays. Yeah, Friday morning. And so then there's another the thing. How is there not Friday night? How's there not Thursday night footy but two on Friday? So the league's gone mad, mate. I'm telling you. Yeah, Put me in there at the top of the tree. <laughs> the CEO. I won't have overlap games. I'll have Thursday nights, and Bob's your uncle. Ruckman, you want to cut the ruckman too, don't you? Oh, you guys want to do a jump ball? <laughs> What's next? Oh no, we can't mark over our head because people do their shoulders. Like, come on. Alrighty. Appreciate your time and, and effort, and we'll um, we'll keep you in touch shortly. But thanks for coming along for the ride, and we'll speak to you soon. Cheers, cheers. Magic. Oh.